Hello, and welcome to the AMA Steps Forward podcast series. We'll hear from healthcare leaders nationwide about real-world solutions to the challenges that practices are confronting today. Solutions that help put the joy back into medicine. AMA Steps Forward program is open access and free to all at stepsforward.org. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Jill Jin, and today I am joined by my colleague, Dr. Marie Brown, who is the Director of Practice Redesign at the AMA. We are going to discuss annual synchronized prescription refills in the outpatient setting, also known as 90 times 4, Call Me No More. Our goal for today will be to convince the skeptics out there that this is indeed a safe, effective, and time-saving way to manage many long-term medications. So Marie, thank you for joining me. Are you ready to dive in? Excited to talk about this topic, as always, as you know, Jill. (laughs) So for this model of annual synchronized prescription refills, there's the annual part of it, and then there's the synchronized part of it. So let's talk about both, but let's start with the annual part. What does that mean? Right. And I think it's very important to separate those two. Yes. Ideally, you address them both, but we'll talk about how to implement that. So annual prescription renewal refers to the process of renewing all of the patient's chronic medications, the medications that they're probably on lifelong, for the maximum duration, and that will vary by state. Interestingly, there's six states that have already implemented a duration of a chronic medication for more than a year. Those are Idaho, Illinois, and Maine, or 15 months, and you and I are from Illinois, we, along with some other organizations, change the duration from 12 to 15 months. And the reason that we want it longer than 12 months is because, as you know, as a practicing internist yourself, the chances of seeing a patient exactly 365 days in 2023 and exactly 365 days later in 2024 are small. So this gives us all a little buffer room because we never want that patient to be without their medicines. I mentioned the three states that are 15 months. Iowa, the duration of a chronic medication is 18 months. And two states have a duration of two years. That's that's South Carolina and Wyoming. That's great. So 90-day prescriptions with four refills, which would get you to the 15 months, which is allowed, as you said, in many states now. But the idea is to get you get to as a minimum of annual and more if allowed with this process. Exactly. The amount of time saved for the patient as well as the team is enormous. And I know we'll get into that. And then the other side of that is the synchronized prescription renewal, right? So synchronized prescription prescription renewal refers to the process of renewing all of a patient's long-term meds on the same date. So say somebody is taking a blood pressure pill, metformin, a statin, and maybe an SSRI. They should all come due on the same date. If they don't, a patient on six medicines, all being refilled every three months on different dates, turns into 24 visits to the pharmacy per year. And we don't think of that, but in Chicago in February, when the weather's bad, I'll never forget, I had a 92-year-old teacher who lived alone, and she was going to the pharmacy almost every three or four days. 
and driving in, in the sleet and snow. And it was, you know, she wasn't complaining. I simply asked her and I just thought, oh, we can do better than that as an, as a, as a team and to work closely with our pharmacists. But 24 visits every three months is, is really something that we, we really should pay attention to and try to decrease for our patients. Yes. So synchronized as in one visit per year, all the medications are renewed. And then of course, ideally that would be the annual checkup visit or the annual wellness visit. And I'm not sure if you did this in your practice, but ideally it would be someone else, correct, who would pen those prescriptions as part of the pre-visit planning for the annual visit. Absolutely. So pre-visit planning, as you and I have talked about and written about in, in Steps Forward, is a huge time saver and allows you then to free up, and we'll talk about this, hours if you implement the annual synchronized prescription program that we're talking about now, frees you up then to spend time with that patient and that and reconcile that med list so you could actually see what you could de-escalate. Because the most efficient prescription process is, a, is when you don't write a prescription at all, right? So taking people off their medicines that they don't need anymore is a patient safety issue as well as just good medical care and a time saver. Correct. And then one more question about the synchronization. So when you have all these asynchronous refills, how do you take that first step to get them all due at the same time? Great question. I found when I did this in my practice, that was really one of the biggest challenges. Working closely with the pharmacy that you send most of your prescriptions to or through is helpful. I found that in your EHR vendor, there's usually a box where you can write a note to the pharmacist. So I wrote, and I used autocorrect, you could use a smart phrase, a note that said, for Dr. Brown's RXs, because there's character numbers, it's limited number of characters that fit into this box. So for Dr. Brown's RXs, colon, synchronize all chronic meds to come due same day once each year. And then the key is cancel all prior because the pharmacies will say, oh, but there's already prescriptions in place. And they just want to, sort of a waterfall, just add it to it. And you'll never get into a synchronized process if you don't cancel all the prior ones. So that first time you do it, the team has to understand, the people doing the pre-visit planning can do all this, and that communication to your pharmacist and pharmacy is critical. I also found that sometimes... I had a patient, uh, the daughter was filling them for her elderly mother, and the pharmacist wouldn't do it. So she switched pharmacies and found a pharmacist who would work with her. So sometimes um, you have to work with the pharmacist. And I also found that writing out a, a little blurb for the patient to hand to the pharmacist, you know, you're not usually talking to a pharmacist, you're talking to a, a, a tech. You know, this is what I need to do. And you might even have to say, it is difficult for me to come more than once every three months. I would, my doctor and I would like the prescriptions to be all refilled, you know, all 10 of my prescriptions refilled on the same day, once every three months. In addition, Dr. Jin or Dr. Brown will write these prescriptions, you know, once a year at my annual visit. 
So it, it takes a, a real change, but it takes your, your team, your pharmacist, the patient, the patient family to do this. But it is worth doing it because the time saved is enormous. Yeah. I like the idea of having a little handout to give to your patients, you know, to give to the pharmacy. I like that a lot. And then, so what, because I know sometimes they don't like it refilling early, you know, from a safety standpoint, would they, with the synchronization, would they give the patient a partial refill until the time comes for the synchronous refill or how does that usually work? They can do that. And it varies by state. There's a plus minus. I know I talked to a, a group in California where um, it was an in-hospital pharmacy. And they said, oh, no, our internal policy allows for plus or minus five pills. So that for at least 10 days, you could synchronize. So you have a little bit of opportunity to really be patient-centered here. And the pharmacists want to be patient-centered. They really, you know, to say to a patient, oh, you still have two more pills, come back in 48 hours for another refill, knowing it's a $5 bus ride, you know, that does not give them much pride in their profession as well. So when you start this, it can take a little bit of work. And that's why some people separate the end doing annual prescription renewal from the synchronized prescription renewal aspect of this. So ideally doing them both perhaps at the annual wellness visit is the most effective and probably the most efficient, but some physicians just start with annual prescription renewal and they're not synchronizing it right away because just doing annual prescription renewal instead of 90 with one refill, making it 90 times four can save, think about it, half the refill requests in a year. So immediately cutting down. 50% 50% by 50% phone calls, faxes, inbox messages with just moving to annual prescription renewal. So more on the implementation part of this. So, you know, if you've convinced the practice manager or the medical director that this is a good idea, what do they need to do to actually put it into practice? So what workflows or protocols, et cetera, are needed to implement 90 times four? That's exactly the question that we're going to address during this podcast, because many organizations have heard our message and have top down tried to implement it. And then what we hear, you and I hear when we are out speaking at Grand Rounds or doing a webinar, is our providers don't adopt it. Our response to that is think about why. Ask your providers Why are they not doing it? And it really comes down somewhat to culture, as well as what physicians are experiencing burnout broadly, that lack of autonomy, that practice management telling me how to practice medicine is frustrating. And there's some resistance there to making that change. And I think part of it is because we don't recognize and honor that meant that physicians are trained for 12, 15 years to think of the exception. So when somebody says, oh, why don't you just write all your prescriptions for long-term medicines for 15 months, we are trained to think of why that would not work for a specific patient. So right into our heads, 
is going to pop up that one patient who absolutely will not come back in six months for their regular visit because they have enough medicine for the whole year. And we fear that we will have done harm. So certainly if it's a diuretic, we want to be sure they had their labs in six months, that they're not only taking the diuretic, but they're also taking their potassium. We need to ask our physicians, why are you not adopting this? And you'll hear usually this fear of doing harm. My patient won't come back in six months. It is relatively easy to implement. You can default many of the medicines in the EHR to 90 times four, right? So it's not adding any work because you have to put 90 times one. Instead, you're just putting 90 times four or you're telling your team to to queue it up that way. So the beauty of this time-saving recommendation is it doesn't take any more time. It doesn't take any more money. And you get back your half the time of your refill nurse or, or your team that is doing all the refills. But you continue to see the patient as often as you need. It doesn't replace that visit. But we have to address what if. What if the patient doesn't come back? We were holding them hostage with that six-month prescription. We were forcing them to come back. If you implement this and you save two hours a day, which is easily accomplished because you've halved your faxes, you've halved your refill phone calls, you've halved your inbox messages, with those extra one to two hours a day, you can put in place, and this is where practice management needs to assure the physician that if a patient misses their appointment in six months, we will, I know, we will know it and we will have a fail-safe process in place to reach out to that patient to make sure they come in for that lab, that BMP, to check their potassium or their creatinine or whatever. Uh, we were using the prescription as the the ticket to make sure that they came back. So that's harder to do, right? Because then there's two parts to that. When a patient leaves the office for routine hypertension or diabetes follow-up, and we talk about this in pre-visit planning, before they leave this visit today, they make an appointment for their next visit, whether it's three or six months from now. And believe it or not, we hear of some organizations that don't have their scheduling turned on to make an appointment as far out as six months, let alone 13 months. And that's, a, that's just an IT process to make sure the calendar can go out that far. So one, the practice management has to ensure that every single patient who leaves at the end of this visit, they make an appointment for their next visit. And if they don't, because they're in a rush or whatever, we have a fail-proof system to identify that they did not so that we can reach out to them. And then when that patient, if that patient doesn't keep that appointment, we have a list and we have a fail-proof mechanism to identify that failed appointment and reach out appropriately to make sure that that patient doesn't fall through the cracks and they're on medicines that could do harm. And I know people are probably thinking, well, that sounds like a lot of work, keeping that list and then reaching out. But again, just to, you know, as a reminder, this is 
the exception, not the rule. So I think that it's just to stop, like you said, we want to do what is helping the most number of patients and the most number of physicians. And this is certainly that. And for the that one patient or the exception, the minority of patients who will not follow up or who, you know, they maybe they can only get three months or six months at a time. You know, this 90 by four doesn't have to be for everybody. You could still, as a doctor, you can still choose which patients you want to mark as an exception and not do that for. But again, we're looking at what is the way to save most physicians and most patients the most amount of time. Right. And when we're talking about it, the physician listening knows their practice. And if they really look at their patients is it 10% that you're afraid won't come back? Is it 20%? Is it 2%? Maybe it's as much as 50%. Well, then don't do it for 50%. And instead of saving two hours a day by implementing this for the other 50% who are going to follow up just fine, instead of saving two hours a day, you'll only save an hour a day. Well, that doesn't sound too bad either. Yeah, that's a great point. It does not have to be all or nothing. And you were kind of getting to this before, but... You, I've heard you say before that if the system is optimally implemented, any prescription refill request that comes through is an error. So can you elaborate on what you mean by that? Yes. When I speak about this, and I, th- I know that you, you, when you speak about this to groups, you know, jaws drop. <laughs> but if you think about the waste in the system... And the fact that so many of our patients are on long-term medications, lifelong medications, the amount of time spent on refills is enormous. Like I said, it can be two hours a day. We have nurses with their wonderful training sitting. They're the refill nurse for the day. I can't imagine that that is very rewarding work. When they could be doing coaching and reaching out to patients and and in improving more directly the care of the patient, so if you implement this, and again, don't forget you're still seeing the patient as often as you need to. All you're changing is the duration of the prescription, and in fact, you'll find that you save so much time, you'll open up some slots so that you can see the patient more frequently if needed. But and perhaps you weren't able to do it because you didn't have time, or the team was busy handling the faxes and talking to every pharmacy, retail pharmacy in the area. So once you do this, and it may take a full year to implement it, when a refill call comes in. Uh, for chronic med, we've looked at it as an error. Why did they have to do this? Why did the patient have to call? Why did the pharmacy have to call? And it was usually the patient missed an appointment or we failed to write it for a full year the last time they were in. But it was so rare that a fax came in for a refill on a chronic med, a phone call was rare, and the inbox was devoid of requests for refills of chronic meds and frees us to do what we are trained to do, which is give our patients undivided attention, allow us to uh, do solution work, you know, to, to develop that differential diagnosis and not this production work that is so time consuming and unnecessary in most situations. Yeah. I mean, I just, I I just love the way of framing it as this should not exist at all as something that comes to the inbox, any referral request of any sort, because if you're seeing the patient once every 
you know, year at least or to, or 15 months, and you have a pre proactive process of refilling their prescriptions for one year at a time by the previous planning, by the refill nurse or the triage nurse or whoever does it, it should be done before each of your annual visits. And you should never see that at all come through. And often we'll hear that the insurance company won't refill it for, for these longer durations, even some, you know, one month or, or, or two months. And I have found that it is often, especially since 80% of chronic meds are generic, not using your insurance, ask, ask your pharmacy and ask a variety of pharmacies, what is the cost if I use my insurance every three months? And what is it if I just get 365 pills all at one time without using my insurance? And I'll give you an example. I'm on a statin and I went to a retail pharmacy, nationally known retail pharmacy with my insurance. A generic statin was going to cost uh, $1,500 if I got 365. And I said, no, that can't be right. I just couldn't believe uh, and then they were going to they were going to sign me up for some frequent buyer or something for another hundred fifty dollars, and it would come down. And I went to a uh, independent pharmacy, and it was sixty dollars. So, you know, asking different retail pharmacies what the cost is is time consuming once, but it can save the patient a tremendous amount of money. That, that's important for adherence as well. Yeah. I think we can't say that enough. It's a win for physicians as well as a win for the patients. And something I forgot, almost forgot to mention is that we have a maintenance of certification part four. Implementing this qualifies for that. And you can do it in as, as short a period of time as seven days. So those of you who are, have to recertify by the end of this year, you can start and finish this. And it qualifies for MOC part four with ABMS. And you can start and finish it again in a, in a week and it's annual prescription renewal, just exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Any final pearls or tips for practices who still may be on the fence about 90 times four? I was the skeptic. I read this and I thought, sounds wonderful, but will my patients come back in six months? And so I was very skeptical and very pleasantly surprised because in as short a period of time as six months, I had an extra hour of time freed per day. My nurse had an extra hour. It was easy to reach out and, and put in place the process so we didn't, if a patient missed an appointment. And for those patients who you think might miss, then don't do it for them. But that's, that was a very small, when I looked at it, it was a very small percentage of my total patient panel. So I was really punishing 95% of my patients and my staff for the 5% that were that I was using this to hold them hostage. You know, the average person over over 65 is taking almost six medicines a day, three to six medicines a day. The average over 75 is five prescription medicines a day. That's a real burden. So anything we can do to simplify it for our teams, for our patients, we should try to adopt. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Marie, for this conversation today. And you can find the additional resources that were mentioned, including the maintenance of certification module, as well as the Steps Forward annual prescription renewal toolkit in the episode description. 
Thank you for listening to this episode from the AMA Steps Forward podcast series. AMA Steps Forward program is open access and free to all at stepsforward.org. Steps Forward can help put the joy back into medicine by offering real-world solutions to the challenges that your practice is confronting today. We look forward to you joining us next time on the AMA's Steps Forward podcast series, stepsforward.org.